Postal Publishing, The Going Postal Cast, and Christopher Chapman present Incarceration, the serialized weekly podcast performed by the author, Christopher Chapman. For more information, visit www.goingpostalpublishing.com or email him at goingpostalpublishing at gmail.com. This podcast is not suitable for children. It has violence, gore, and lots and lots of naughty words. If you can't handle that, go somewhere else. And now, on with the story, or whatever other crap I decide to come up with. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Incarceration Wrap-Up Show. After 26 episodes, 48 chapters, we are finally done with incarceration. I'm not going to spend a lot of time doing the normal updates and promos today. This is all about wrapping up incarceration and talking about where it came from and where we're going from here on out. So I wanted to start with the author's note. I told you last week that I was going to give you the author's note. Previously, it was only available in the ebook. Now you're going to get to listen to it for the first time. It's not very long, so here it is. Enjoy. Author's Note Finishing incarceration has been a big deal for me. I've been working on this novel on and off since 1998. I bought my first laptop, an Apple PowerBook 1400 with the powerful 117 MHz processor inside. I wanted to write something with it, and all I could think about was a story idea I'd come up with while watching From Dusk Till Dawn. It was a vampire movie but not the kind of vampire movies we are used to. Having the new laptop, I decided to write the book. I churned out a book I was calling Tooth over the next few weeks. It wasn't a novel. Being at 37,000 words, I would call it a novella. The idea was there, but not much else. Three years later, I took the Tooth story and added elements and backstory to it. That would be the first time that the words, Death has come, would be uttered in the story. I believe that this was the final version of the story for several years, even though my mind kept returning to the world and saying that there were things in it that were unfinished. I felt as if there were other stories and other adventures for Jason Rangel to journey on. I started another version of the book, centering it later in the story than what you've just read in this book. I introduced Matt Zern as a vampire killer with no backstory, and the whole prison element seemed to leave something to be desired. I decided on one more version of the book, which I started a few months after it became evident that I was getting divorced. I went into this version of the book wanting to talk about what happened in prison. In previous versions of the book, Jason is released because somebody realizes that he didn't do the crime. I barely talked about what happened in prison. It was more of an afterthought than anything. I felt as if that didn't fit right, and asked myself what would happen if Jason were to escape prison, but nobody knew about it, and he was still hated by everybody. That gave me a whole story arc that I wanted to go down, and incarceration was born. The death has come element of the book still lives, but I didn't have to explain all of the backstory to that right away. That gets to be drawn out over the next couple of books as we move forward in the series, continuing to build up the characters and flesh out some of the backstory with Matt. 
So, after 14 years of playing with this novel, I finally put it to rest. This is the book I set out to write when I first watched From Dusk Till Dawn and became inspired to write a vampire novel. The basis has always been there. Many of the pieces to this puzzle came together since then. Thank you for reading my book. It makes me feel good that I have been able to create something that might be able to give you enjoyment. My hope is that you've enjoyed this book and look forward to the second book in the series coming out. It's written, so it's only a matter of time before it happens. I can't wait to share it with you. Christopher Chapman, Houghton, Michigan, September 18th, 2012. There you have it. That was the author's note. So as far as Killian goes, who asked the question via email, where did incarceration come from? Well, there you have it. But I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to kind of dig in a little bit deeper and kind of talk about it for a few more minutes before I get out of here for the week. Yes, incarceration was kind of the product of watching From Dust Till Dawn. I remember back in 98 watching that, and it was just... And from Dust Till Dawn was just different from vampire movies because, well, it didn't start as a vampire movie. It started as something totally different. You know, it was George Clooney and not the George Clooney we know today. They just go to a bar and it just happens to have vampires there. And there was just quite a few different things with the vampires, you know, where they swarm and then we get the old man who gets the slow transformation into a vampire. And I kind of liked the whole thing. It wasn't the I've come to suck your blood ah, 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 that we knew from the old Dracula movies from way, way back. Because of that, I decided I wanted to write a vampire story, and as I mentioned in the author's note, I got a laptop. It was my first laptop, and I decided, well, I want to write a story with it, and the vampire story uh, was kind of the way to go, and this was my actual, actually my first venture into horror writing before that, I've been kind of writing some comedy slash, you know, darker comedies. But even those comedies that I had written were very dark and had a lot of horror elements. One of the stories I wrote was called Fluff. I might have mentioned this in a very, very early episode. Fluff was the short story about a mutated cotton plant that attacks a South Carolina town based on a friend of mine Who's actually, who actually became the character Matt Zern in Incarceration. He's not an old man, and he does not talk like he has been smoking three packs a day since childbirth. But he has a lot of hair, or at least he used to, so the story of Fluff was based on him, and this mutated cotton plant goes around killing people, and a bunch of farmers go out and kill the, you know, try to kill the plant, and it was... Definitely a story that I'll never, ever see the light of day. I will not rewrite it, but it was kind of where my horror elements, my horror background came from. So when I'd watched the movie, I wanted to write something with horror in it, and a vampire story seemed to be the way to go. And back then, there wasn't the zillion vampires that we have today. There wasn't the twilights of the world that are just so fancy. There was no Vampire Diaries. There was no... If there's another vampire show out there, I'm not even sure what it is. I don't watch any of them. 
the first time I wrote it, it was a very short, short story, 37,000 words roughly, and kind of didn't really touch on much of anything. Then later on, I added a whole beginning part to it and then an end part to it that were much larger and it became an actual book that I kind of put out there on a really, really limited basis back in, I want to say 2003, but that wasn't what I wanted either. And as I said in the author's note, I just kept skipping over the the prison and there was just something about that prison that I always wanted to write about and I never got around to it and it's like, well, you know what, I want to write about that prison. And when I sat down to write what would end up becoming incarceration, I kind of did not think that the whole prison section would take up the entire book and I was probably more surprised than anybody when as I'm writing the story, the prison the prison part of it just kept fleshing out and becoming something so much larger than I ever thought. So basically, incarceration has been something I've been working on for about 15 years now. It is the one story where no matter how much I write about it, there seems to be more to it. I am more than 90,000 words into the third book, and I just have found so many more ways that this story could go. I'm surprised as I write how it's turning out. I just wrote a wonderful section today that had a just a very surprising scene. I'd always envisioned this character being killed off by this point, and then suddenly today, well, that character didn't get killed off, and suddenly a new story arc is coming from that, and it is, this is a book that just keeps on giving to me. Obviously, if it starts getting boring, it'll be time to pull the plug and get it out of here. So you pretty much now know where it came from in detail. The only thing I really haven't given you is where did the vampires with superpowers come from. That was just something where I did not like just having traditional vampires. It just seemed too bland. I just saw vampires with different abilities that would be able to create so many different ways that a hero would have to deal with them. It wouldn't be a straightforward fight. There would always have to be some kind of new element that they'd have to deal with. Literally literally creating hundreds and thousands of different scenarios for all of the characters. Now, going forward, obviously Homecoming, the second Death Has Come book, has been written. It is still in first draft form. I need to go through it at least two or three times to polish it, but you're not going to be seeing that book for a while. There are at least a couple other books that you will be seeing before Death Has Come 2, before Homecoming. Of course, we have Daddy's Little Girl, and then there will also be The School. And I'm pretty sure Evolution comes before then, too. But that does not mean that I'm going to leave you empty-handed. If you are still listening to me just ramble on like this, I am going to be back next week for one final episode before I start gearing up for Daddy's Little Girl. Yes, unfortunately, there's going to be a brief hiatus in the podcast because incarceration did not take as long to get through as I was hoping for. The content did not justify spreading it out further than it was, so I had to weigh, do I give you shorter 10 to 15 minute episodes, or do I take a month or so off and 
maybe sprinkle in some other stuff just to get by until daddy's little girl comes out. I decided to go with the latter. As I said, I'm not going to leave you empty-handed, so if you come back next week, you are actually going to hear the first chapter of Homecoming. It is severely unpolished, it is unedited, but I'm going to record it this week so you can all listen to the first chapter to wet your whistle to get a little taste of Homecoming next week. Be sure to come back and check that out. That'll be the last episode for a while, and I'm going to be talking about that. And I'm not even going to promote anything this week. I think after 27 episodes of this, you've heard it enough. So until next week, when we unveil the first chapter of Homecoming, take care. You've been listening to the Going Postal Cast. For updates about Christopher Chapman, his stories, and future podcast happenings, be sure to go to goingpostalpublishing.com. If you want to follow along on Twitter, twitter.com slash goingpostalpub, or like him at facebook.com slash goingpostalpublishing. This podcast is copyright 2012, Going Postal Publishing.